This is Masters in Travel, a rendezvous with the intersection of travel and business to accelerate your success. I'm your host, Whitney Schindler, owner of Undiscovered Sunsets. Each week, we have one goal in mind, to provide advice, insights, and resources to help you maximize your potential. Get ready to become a master in travel. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Masters in Travel. I'm your host, Whitney. As entrepreneurs, we likely all got started with a passion for travel first. Second came a desire for freedom, flexibility, and to be our own boss. It's very possible to work in the travel industry without starting your own business. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say that we all decided to do what we do. Some days we are literally jumping out of bed to do what we do best. Other days, it feels like we're stuck in the weeds, taking care of tasks that we don't care about, that we're maybe not good at, and that we dread. As entrepreneurs, we wear all the hats, the marketing hat, the sales hat, the travel hat, the social media hat, the accounting hat, the customer service hat. I could go on, you get the idea, and you already know all this, so no need to remind you. In a nutshell, we have too much to do in too little time. While creating systems in our businesses won't solve everything, it will most definitely point us in the right direction of optimization and efficiency so that we can focus on taking our business exactly where we'd like it to go. Here with me today to nerd out on all things systems is the creator of Travel Biz Boss, podcast co-host of The Tin Lounge, travel advisor and co-owner of Journeys Travel, Kareen Johnson. Kareen, thank you so much for joining me today. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. As entrepreneurs, we have too much to do and too little time. And this often prevents us from growing our businesses and from maximizing our potential. In the end, we have too little time to spend on what really matters, what we really enjoy. As many might say, we're often spending too much time working on our business, not in our business. So I know that we're both super passionate about this topic, but before we dive in, I'd like to take a step back and define a few things for our listeners to ensure that everyone's on the same page as we walk through all of our ideas and all the things that we can do with systems in our businesses. Sure. In your own words, in your mind, when you think about a system, what is a system? You and I both, and a lot of people are often preaching system, system, system systems. But to you, what is a system? A system is a process that you are repeating and it allows you to save time and be more consistent. Work smarter, not harder is the cliche, but it allows you to let go. If you have a system set up, you can not constantly be making the same decisions over and over. So you can free up your brain, just follow your process and know that you're going to be delivering a consistent experience and Mm -hmm. product every time. Mm -hmm. I think Consistency is key because that also ties hand in hand with professionalism, right? We want our clients to experience the same thing every time they come to us and know that when they refer us business that they're going to receive a consistent experience as well. I am big on the wasting time thing. Like if there is anything that I'm doing in my business, if I even feel an ounce of why is this taking me so long? This shouldn't take me this long. I am wasting. I've I've got things to do. (laughs) Then immediately I'm like, we've got to systemize this. What can I do to, um, to improve this experience for myself? And then I love that you mentioned the brain energy, because when you are going through task after task after task and email and this getting the same questions over and over again and following up on things that should have already been completed, and it takes so much brain energy. And then when people realize how much. Oh my, I mean, at the, by the end of the day, sometimes my head is just throbbing and it's like, what did I do today? Like I didn't do anything mind blowing, creative. All of our brain energy is sucked up on these types of tasks. Then when we really want to do something creative, we want to like put together a bomb itinerary that is like no other we've ever seen. When we want to write a blog post, when we want to design, you know, whatever it is that 
whatever creativity looks like for us. I often find that if I don't do that right away in the morning, my brain is done by the end of the day. Like nothing creative is going to happen at the end of the day. And it's because of all of these, all the minutia of being an entrepreneur. That's right. It has been proven that you do have a capacity for how many decisions you can make in a day before you really start losing steam. I'm also a morning person. So one of my systems is get to work immediately and knock out the hardest thing first while my brain is. Yes. Maybe not everybody thinks about that as a system, but I also, the way that I chunk out my day, I think about what brain energy what things can I focus on in the morning versus midday versus late day? And for me, that's also a system. I shut my door and I get created in the morning, right? I'm writing, I'm blogging, I'm preparing social media stuff. Like I'm getting creative in the middle of the day when I know I'm going to be all slumpy and grouchy and it's only 2 PM. I'm like signing up for webinars, signing up for a client call because they're going to like revive me. Like if a client calls, I'm going to get excited and I'm going to feel that adrenaline and the excitement. But then late in the day, like emails just get done. But Everybody's different, right? It's like you have to, you just have to know yourself. That is something that I can never stress enough. Don't fight your nature. It Mm -hmm. is a losing battle and you're just wasting time. Love it. So a system enables us to work smart, not hard. I can add to that. I recommend to my consulting clients building out an ideal weekly schedule. And what I do is I make a specific Google calendar and a nice light color. So it's sort of in the background Uh, and you can turn it on or off, but that way I'm like content creation, newsletter batching, you know, client work and clearing emails, like whatever the the chunks of time that you need are to go ahead and plan that out. Like we just said, according to the times of day that work best for you and also leaving plenty of open space for surprises. (laughs) Yeah. Especially as travel advisors, we have so many surprises. I think that's perfect. And I know not everyone does this the same one very, very simple system for me that I've set up or how I handle my emails and how I handle all my files. Yeah. So I I feel like I'm always in this situation where I'm on hold. (laughs) I was on hold for with Delta vacations for 45 minutes yesterday. And then suddenly they come on the phone and they're like, what's the, what are the dates? What's the confirmation number? What are we working with? And suddenly I'm like, ah, trying to pull it up. I can close my eyes and get to my client's folder and get into that trip folder and find the file that I need. I don't need to say, Hey, hang on a second. And four minutes later, it's like, Oh, I found the file. Like I've organized my files so well that I can, I can do it blindly. And when I'm in Travify and I'm ready to prepare that final itinerary and I'm attaching all the documents of all their confirmations, it is just like, boom, 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 because I've even named the files in a way that I don't have to use any brain power to remember like which one was the hotel confirmation that I need to attach here. So that's a really, really simple um, thing that I've set up for myself that really, that that's like systems 101 for me in my business is like my files. Like I don't ever want to be searching for a file or I can't find the right one. Right. And <laughs> we were just talking before the episode that I am the opposite on email. I don't file anything because email is so searchable. I don't like the front, like for me, I don't want to front load the work. If I need it, I know I can do a search. But the important thing to understand about that is that each person operates differently and you've got to find the system that works for you. The best system for you is the one that you will use. Mm -hmm. So if you're not the kind of person who likes filing things like myself, trying to force yourself to do it, it's not going to work. And then you're going to just fall off of it. And then it's, spun out of control as it is. But if you do like that, then start doing that and stick with it because that's going to help you find things quickly. Uh, Wasting time, I think, for the both of us is like the cardinal sin. 
Exactly, exactly. And just the idea of your inbox where there's no folders and nothing's organized gives me anxiety. But I love that you say that because everybody has a lot of different systems. And really what we're going to get to later is how do you decide where you can start implementing systems in your business? If your inbox doesn't bother you, then keep moving. Like there's got to be something else you can improve. My inbox was giving me anxiety. It was making me feel like I can't find what I need. I'm constantly searching. And so I created a system that works for me and that makes me feel super calm, cool, and collected in my inbox. And I'm never searching for something. So I love that you really reiterate that, that it's not one system, one size fits all. It's what's going on in your brain when you approach emails or when you approach your files or when you approach your uh, process with clients. If you're feeling anxious, let's fix it. If you're not, keep moving. Right. And I think too, for my emails, part of the the thing is, is that another system is that my email is my to-do list. So I actually filter, I only, I use Uh, where they show the unread messages at the top. Because if it's unread, it needs to be attended to. So as I click those and finish what I need to do, then it disappears from my site because I'm only seeing the unread stuff. Mm -hmm. So my, again... I just let everything stay. I never delete anything because I want to be able to search for it, but only the unread stuff. That's my to-do list. Now, sometimes I'll make a separate to-do list when I just need to like really buckle down and focus on a few projects. But generally speaking, email is my to-do list. And if I need to remember something while I'm in the shower, I can yell at Siri to email me whatever it is. And now it's on my to-do list, right? Or I can type it out real quick while I'm sitting in the back of an Uber, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. If I just email myself. Okay. It's now on my to-do list. So that would be a very, very simple system. That's another system. Okay, so we have we have systems for everything and we're gonna get into a lot of examples, but let's talk a little bit about why you feel systems are so important. What are the benefits of really taking an extra minute or two to email yourself something to do? What what are the benefits of me taking a minute to like make a folder to put all of that client's emails in or to or to organize how I keep all of the PDFs of their confirmations for their trip? What do you feel are some of the greatest benefits to implement and establishing these systems in our businesses? Well, <laughs> I just I just suddenly thought about how when people are like, oh, travel agent, that sounds so fun. Maybe I should do that. When we all know, if you miss a step or something slips through the cracks, you could destroy your reputation. You could be financially liable. Like having a system when you're in charge of someone's very hard-earned cash and time off that they earn. These are very important resources that you now, they're in your hands. So you've got to make sure that nothing gets missed. So having a system aside from the saving time, saving brain space, it comes down to never missing a step that's going to cost you money or your business or put a bad taste in your client's mouth. Um, For me, it all comes down to saving time and delivering consistent service that is competent, (laughs) builds authority. Yes, yes. And I I love that you mentioned that it helps us dodge problems. A lot of my systems uh, have been born out of a few things that happened in my first couple of years. You know, uh, things like we didn't realize that cancellation policy was so strict. We didn't realize there were additional options to consider for travel production. You know, you, you maybe you sent a quote, maybe I sent a quote for one 
particular policy. Now I always send two options. You always get two options. And then I help you understand what the difference is so that you know what you're agreeing to, what's covered and what's not covered. All of these things have come out of like, whoops, I that came back to bite me in the butt. So now let's fix it moving forward. So I'm glad that you mentioned that one. I also just think of productivity. We kind of mentioned wasting time. So I'm thinking of it like not only do I not want to waste time, but I also want to be more productive to enable me to have more time to do the things that are super important in my business and that are going to enable me to move the needle and grow my business. Make money. That's why we're in business, right? Is to make money. Yeah. Make room for that. And maybe that extra time is going to be, I receive another client inquiry and I don't feel stressed to the nines that I can't take on another trip. I'm like, yeah, I got this. Like I'm running like a well-oiled machine over here. It could also be, you know, like I've really wanted to get into this particular specialty in this particular niche. And so I want to plan a fam trip there. I want to attend these webinars there. I need to educate myself on this. I need to go be on a podcast to start talking about, you know, there's all these things. It's like, I have these goals of my visions of where I want to take my business and you can set goals all day long, but if you don't have the time because you're not being productive in what you're already doing, if you don't have the time to invest in making that dream and that goal a reality, then you're going to end each year or each quarter kind of like, well, I didn't achieve that goal and just kind of feel like I don't have time to do this, but you could have more time if you go back to the basics, back to our everyday business and make sure everything is as productive as possible. So I also kind of approach it from that big picture perspective. Absolutely. What I hear very often with clients that come to me for help is I know that I could save a ton of time if I had a system, but I don't have time to back up and create the system. So I cannot impress upon you, especially during pandemic times, when we do have the time, or if you're just starting out, it is very hard to back that train up on the tracks. So get those systems in place now so that you don't find yourself overwhelmed and unable to get back to clients in a timely manner that loses you money to tie up all your time with BS admin tasks because you're doing it all the long hard way that costs you money. It's best to just get that system in place right now so that moving forward as your business grows, you're already so efficient Mm -hmm. that you have plenty of time to accomplish everything you want to accomplish. Yeah. This has been a tremendous thing that I've taken advantage of this year. I will tell you in April when this started and I thought I was going to have a month, I wallpapered this office. Mm -hmm. I decorated my background and I got into my Trello and I was immediately doing like all the things I've wanted to do for the last two years and didn't have time to do it. And I was just so excited every night where I was like, no one's calling me. No one's emailing me. We can't travel. And I'm just like getting it done. But also we're not going to have a, we're not going to have a pandemic every three years to where we can all just be like, oh, I'll do that system later. Pre pandemic. If I knew that something needed to happen, if I knew that it was really going to benefit my business, help me be more productive, help me make more money, help me grow my business. If that meant I was working late at night for a couple of weeks, or if that meant I was working all weekend long, not on client stuff, but on systems, invest that time up front because it will come back 10 and 20 fold. So no more excuses about, I don't have time to implement the system. Make the time yeah. because if, if you don't have the time, if you can't find the time, then also stop talking about it and just kind of accept that like, this is your business. So it's like kind that's of that's how I'm going to be able to do. And that's the thing building yeah. in- systems increases your capacity for everything, for learning, for earning, for, oh, that's gross. That just rhymed. Um, (laughs) 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 But it, it just increases your capacity for everything that you are able to do. 
and it takes the pressure off your brain. Finally, the last thing I kind of thought about of, you know, why this is so important. I think we both bootstrapped everything at the beginning of our businesses. I mean, I did not come into this business just paying for every little thing that I could find. I was, I was like, I can become an SEO expert. I can learn social media. I don't need anyone's help on my newsletter. Like I can do all of this. And I, I did it and I tried, you know, I did it to the best of my ability. Of course, I'm not an expert in any of those things. And I tried to build systems around it to batch my work and to make it more efficient and and blah, blah, blah. But because I had started with those types of systems from the very beginning, because that's how my brain works. When I got to year five and I was ready to pay for a tool to help me make it more efficient, or I was ready to consider delegating a task to a copywriter or a social media manager or someone or like bringing on an assistant, it made it so much easier to know what I was looking for. Mm -hmm. It made it so much easier to look at a tool and think, okay, this tool is $15 a month or this tool is $50 a month. How much is that going to benefit my business in a way that I'm going to make four times that amount with this off my plate? This assistant is charging $25 an hour or this service is $200 a week, you know, whatever the price was, because I had built my own system and I knew the nitty gritty in there and I knew how long it took me to get those tasks done later in my business when I was ready to pay for these things, it helped me evaluate which one of these is really going to help me move the needle, which one of these is really going to get the biggest chunk off of my plate. And so that decision process became so easy for me later. Yeah, I agree with you. I hadn't really thought about it from that perspective. So I think there's two different ways to look at it and both are very valid and helpful. One is what you just described how when you do bootstrap it yourself, you have a better understanding of each thing and how it works in your business. But then there's also the time is money side. So, you know, if you know something just is outside of your skill set or interest at all, and if you pay someone to do it, you're going to start making more money more quickly, get it off your plate. I think you and I are a couple of nerds who really love to learn about the inner workings of things and probably like to have a maybe a little bit of control over things. But there's also a different personality out there that's just like, get it away from me if I can pay someone else to do it. And that is valid and potentially more profitable. You know, I don't really want everyone to do it the long, hard way like I did Mm -hmm. it. I think there's probably a balance in between. Mm -hmm. Like if there's something that you enjoy and you really are interested in learning the inner workings, bootstrap that baby, learn it inside and out. But if it is not an interest to you at all, consider if it's worth paying someone so that you can get it done and start profiting from it faster. Faster, yes. And I... I would go back to my year two or three self and say, you hate this. Stop bootstrapping this, pay $20 a month or, you know, whatever it is, because now I'm willing to pay for anything because I have such a deep understanding of what it takes me to do both in time, but also in brain energy. Like I know the tasks that I just dread and I just like, yes, I can do it, but I don't want to do it. I don't enjoy this. I do this last. And if someone distracts me, I'm like, oh, thank you. Get me away from this. So, so, but I would also say that I value and appreciate the people who get there to that point faster of delegating, but don't delegate if it's not organized. If you, if your business is chaos and you just bring in an assistant to just deal with it, you're going to pay them three times more than you need to because now they're working in chaos. So either fix it up and get it nice and tidy and get those systems going and then bring them in so that they can kind of get started smoothly or look for the person who has a brain like ours, who's going to build the system for you day one to make their job more efficient moving forward. You don't want to pay someone three times more than you need to because it's taking them a long time because 
you're not organized. I agree. And I would like to add to that. Don't look for the cheapest VA because I'll tell you, I had a, I pay my current VA three times what I paid my original VA and I spend less. Because she is sharp and she automatically thinks of the next logical step and she Mm -hmm. is so much more competent. So I was paying the other VA more because it was taking her forever and she would only do exactly what I asked and never Mm -hmm. thought, what's the next logical step? So you need to really not be so focused on what the hourly rate is, but what can they accomplish in that hour? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Hey, Masters in Travel, we'll get back to the show in just a minute. I wanted to take a moment to invite you to a course I've co-created together with my guest today, Corrine Johnson. That's right. It's called Trello for Your Travel Biz, and it's all about the one place where you can manage every project and store all of your brilliant ideas and most treasured resources for your travel business. This is where we track our new leads, create marketing plans, organize our library of destination research and supplier notes, keep track of our goals, and manage projects with our teams and with fellow travel advisors. We're offering two live Live sessions to show you how one free tool will enable you to do all of these things and so much more. Along with two live sessions to get started on building the foundation for your growing travel business, we've also included a set of templates to give you an epic head start and a live workshop so you can get things done with our guidance and ask questions as you go. We don't just want to show you the good stuff and then leave you hanging. If you want to join us, visit trelloforyourtravelbiz.com to register. These sessions will begin on Tuesday, January 26th, and we have a very special offer for every Everyone who registers by January 10th. That's Trello for your travelbiz.com to learn more and to register. This page is linked in the show notes for you for easy access. All right, let's get back to the show. Okay. If someone wants to start building systems in their business or start looking at how they can improve the ones that they have, where do you suggest that they get started? What should they be looking for? What questions should they be asking themselves to start kind of thinking, okay, I think I think we have potential here to make some improvements. I would say you want to ask yourself, first of all, what is making me nuts? What things am I doing that are making me crazy? Mm -hmm. Why are they making me crazy? What do I find myself doing over and over and over again that maybe could be replicated a simpler way? So a great example of that would be canned emails, right? We write the same canned emails and an auto text expander where you can have a keyboard shortcut for, as always, Prices and availability are subject to change in July. But you know, those phrases that we are just repeating over and over and over and over again. Or, you know, I've got a canned email for when someone contacts me and directs them to my inquiry form. What things are you doing constantly over and over that you feel like, what is a way that I can make this a quicker process? One thing for me in that regard is a link for Calendly to buy yep. calendar. Like, we are not going to go back and forth about what time works for you, what time works for me. Here's my link. I'll talk to you when I talk to you. That's right. For clients, for suppliers, for follow-up calls, literally for everything. Here's yep. my link. Yep. Calendly is a free tool, by the way. It has a paid a free plan, yeah. but you can also do quite a bit with the free tool. I get everything done free because it only gives you one type. And then if it's like another advisor or a supplier, I'm like, I know it's not a discovery call, but I'm not paying for this. So yeah. just make the appointment. <laughs> In addition to frustration, that is a big one for me. As we mentioned, like wasting time is just like, ooh, just makes me cringe. Looking for things that are happening on a very regular, consistent basis. I also, this is kind of wasting time, but it's like, what is taking me longer than it should? Like, I'm not wasting time because I'm not like searching for something I can't find. 
For example, like social media is a perfect example. Social media is going to take a chunk of time. It can take a small chunk of time or a big chunk of time. So it's not necessarily wasting time. Like you're looking through your emails and you can't find what you're looking for. It's just like, why is this taking me so long? Well, are you batching your content or are you doing one post per day trying to think? Are you taking like when I go on a trip and I snap, 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 and I come home with 3000 photos. When I'm sitting in the taxi on the way to the airport, I'm going through all my photos and I'm favoriting all the ones who I know that are going to be great in social media. And then when I get home, filter favorites, upload to later, done. Now I'm not scrolling through all my photos, trying to find a good one, trying to find the one that I'm looking for. Hashtags are already decided. That is a saved caption. Like we're not going to break, break our brains over hashtags every time. Uh, And then when I'm actually writing the caption, okay, now I might have to use my brain, but I'm going to, I'm not going to use my brain for one post at a time. I'm going to write at least seven to 10. Yes. Batching, batching, batching. So when I'm looking for a system, I'm also looking at like, okay, I got that done. It shouldn't have taken that long. How can we accomplish the same thing in half the time or less? Exactly. And I don't think people really think about that. I'm always pushing that task batching. It's not just that you're getting a lot of the same thing done at one time. It's that you're going to get into a groove. Your creative juices are going to start flowing and it's going to be easier for you to do. So Mm -hmm. it's not just about saving time and getting a lot of one thing done at once. It's also about enjoying it more, getting into it and letting things flow more nicely instead of breaking it up and going back and forth and back and Mm -hmm. forth. Mm -hmm. And some other like more mundane kind of batching that I'll do is like, once a month, I will follow up on all the commissions that haven't come in. So I sit down and I look at my thing. And it's like, okay, these four are missing. Boom, boom, boom. The email is basically the same. So I can copy paste it. And I just have to change the client's names, the confirmation number. This is what I'm looking for. Attaches the invoice in the same time that it would have make me send one. I've sent five now and I followed up on five commissions and I'll do it again next month. And I only do it once a month. Yep. You know, sending VIP emails for clients who are going to arrive at a hotel. I sit down and I look who's arriving at a hotel in the next seven days in which I need to send an email. And I want that email to land in their inbox about 48 hours before they arrive. So I'm scheduling my emails out. Yes. Email scheduling. Oh, yes. Oh, I I would say 80 to 90% of the emails that leave my inbox are scheduled. Well, aside from just making it easy, I love to schedule emails too, just as like a tangent here. I want to write my client back on Sunday night, but I don't want them pinging me right back on Sunday night. So Monday morning, it's going out. It allows me to do what I want to do when I want to do it without having to be prepared for a response. Exactly. I am very strict on those boundaries. I will read that email the moment it comes in. If it's Sunday morning at 1am, you will not get a response from me until Monday morning. It's an emergency. Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. We're stranded on an island and Whitney won't respond until Monday morning. No, obviously. I also have been able to decrease the amount of follow-up that I need to do with both clients and suppliers by scheduling my emails to land in their inbox in their time zone in the ideal time periods. Mm -hmm. So there have been studies that have shown that emails that come in kind of between like around like the 10 a.m. time and then again around like 2 p.m., those are going to get the quickest responses because people are not only going to read it, but then they're going to have the brain space to respond 
immediately. And I know this from previously in my corporate job, I used to have people who would come into work early. So we didn't need to be there till 930, but they'd be like the 7am people. And so they're emailing me at 7am. Well, when I get there at 930, I've received 30 emails and theirs is now at the bottom. I'm not going to get to that 7am email until 5pm because I'm going in order, right? And not everybody does that, but that's how I, my brain works. Like I'm going in order. So I want my email to land in your inbox at 10am because I know that that's when you've already gone through the morning nonsense. You've already gone through that morning meeting of yours, whatever, you know, whatever you do in the morning and now you're going to read it and you're going to respond. If it gets to about 2, 3 p.m. and I need a response to that email, it's not a proposal where it's like, let me know your thoughts next week. It's, I really need a response to this as soon as possible. I will write it at 3 p.m., 5 p.m., 7 p.m., 10 p.m. and I will schedule it for the following morning. And that has in turn saved me time to have to sit down and think, well, that person didn't respond to me or like it's been 10 days and they haven't gotten back to me on that itinerary. Like what are their thoughts? And all of that brain space of like, who do I have to follow up with? What responses am I missing? Why is that supplier taking so long? So it's landing in their inbox in the ideal time. But then it's also when we're working with all these different time zones around the world, I'm receiving emails from around the world at one o'clock in the morning. I'm not responding. I'm setting it like, okay, what time is it in China right now? What time is it in Croatia? What time is it in Italy? It lands in their time zone, their inbox at the ideal time. Yeah. If you use Gmail, that's free. Yeah. The scheduling. Absolutely. And then another free tool that I use just in terms of when we're talking about follow-up is followupthen.com. So I can blind copy two days at follow-up or two hours, whatever the time is. And that way it comes back to my inbox as an unread email because you know that's my to-do list in the amount of time. So I don't forget Mm -hmm. to follow up with that supplier or get that passport, you know, whatever it is. And I know there's something Mm -hmm. called Boomerang that's similar, but from what I saw, follow-up then is a little more of my style. I was going to say, I used to pay Mm -hmm. for Boomerang. And that was an email scheduler and a follow-up thingamabobber. And then Gmail kind of, I don't know if they bought Boomerang or Gmail just kind of did what they do. So I no longer have to pay for it. And Gmail now has that. I use the snooze on Gmail in conjunction with the follow-up then. It just depends. I use them both constantly all day long. And I love too, when I get in in the morning, I sort of look at my to-do list, which is my emails, and I'll snooze some things until the afternoon to get them out of my face. Love that. Okay. So I feel like if you want to get started with systems, look for the things that are happening super regularly that we're just repeating over and over and over again. Look for things that are taking way longer than they should. Look for when time is being wasted. If you're searching for anything for more than a few seconds, like you're wasting time. Um, Look for tasks that can be batched, things that you can do once a week, once a month and get a whole bunch of things done as opposed to one at a time. Step two, we've identified the, the thing that needs to be fixed. We've identified where time is being wasted. We've identified the things that are happening on a really regular basis. What's next? How do we actually take the step to start implementing that system? How do you approach that? Well, you need to look for what tools do you already have at your fingertips, such as all the G... I don't even pay for G Suite. I have free Gmail, but I use all those workspace tools. What type of system or what type of tool is going to help you execute that system in the simplest and most cost-effective way? So your free tools with Gmail, but... If you need to expand outside of that, what other tools are there that may be free? And then what is worth paying for? What is, where are we getting to the time Mm -hmm. is money? What is going to help me make more money faster if I throw a little money at it? Yep. And I would also say that I didn't do this well at the beginning. And now looking back, I've gotten better at it. When you are building a system, try not to just solve the problem at your fingertips right now. I try to think of the long game. I try to 
think of how can I set up a system that is not only going to enable me to do this, but it's also going to enable me to grow my business in XYZ way. So I can give an example because that's super hypothetical. I needed to build a system to keep all of my research and my notes organized on certain destinations. So I was attending webinars. I was researching for clients, just planning a normal itinerary, researching, doing things of like, what are the hotels that I like in this destination? What are the tours that I like to recommend? What, how, how are we getting from the airport to the hotel? What are all the options? You know, just normal travel advisor research. And I was attending industry events and just taking mad notes of all the suppliers that I was meeting. And then I would get home and I didn't have a good way to like keep all of that organized or keep it readily accessible. So at the beginning, I was like, all right, I researched Italy. So let's get that Italy stuff, you know, all organized and ready to go. And then I thought I was done. I was like, no, actually, why don't you build a system so that you have a template, you have a template that you're using for every single country for every single destination. And then when you need it, you just copy paste that template. And so now it's ready to go instead of like, again, batching, like starting from fresh. So in Trello, I created a template for every single country that I have ever researched in the five years of my business. And at the top, it's here's the destination information. When we go to Italy, where do we go? What are the regions? Like Italy is really silly. Botswana, like what are the regions that we're going to in Botswana? Like what high level, what do I need to know? Who are the suppliers operating in Botswana? Who are the suppliers that I've met with and that I know and like, I like jog my memory. I know I met someone at that event at that one time. Like what's their name? Who was the contact? Then I take notes on the hotels. Then I take notes on the tours and I take notes on the restaurants and I've got this template. And so every time I research a new destination, so like that template came up when I'd only planned a few trips, right? Well, now I, I would, I don't have every country in the world, but I bet I have 75% of them. And every single time I'm like, oh, I've never been asked for Morocco before. For. I just go copy paste that template. Now I have a place as I'm researching for clients, as I'm calling suppliers, as I'm learning new things. It's just like, it's my Morocco catch all yeah. and it's there and it's ready to go. And so it's just a template. I'm just copy pasting it every time. So think about the long game when you're trying to implement a system. Think about not only how can I solve what I need right now, but in the future, could this system grow? And if it can, let's do the work now to make sure that it can grow really well. Yes. Really how easy. can I repeat this? much more quickly and not have to reinvent the wheel each time. So I have a similar system yes. in Trello. And because mm-hmm. we have a team of agents at Journeys Travel, they're all on it. We are all collaborating. We are all adding. We all have access to it. If, it, if one of our agents comes to me, what about this destination? Go take a look at the Trello boards. You know, we have boards for um, hotels for families. So that's things with multiple bedrooms or connecting, you know, things like that. You may as well store it somewhere that you can find it quickly and edit. I love Trello because you can move cards and you can reorganize things with drag and drop. So the other thing that I use Trello for is my agent onboarding process. So I have entire Mm -hmm. onboarding, all the links, all the videos, everything is linked in there. And all I have to do when we're going to bring on a new agent is duplicate the board, put their name on it. And now it's theirs. And I actually have a to do doing and done columns in there as well. So they can drag and drop. So I see what needs to be worked on. What are they? Where are they? And what have they completed? At a glance, you can see where they are. And we can both collaborate. I can be adding things to it. They can tag me in things if they need to put a comment. What about this? What do I do next? It really is magical and free. But the point is when you're saying, look at the long game, look at the big picture. If I store this information in a smart way now, how much time is that going to save me the next time I need this information? Yes. Yes. It's like, don't just create an onboarding process for this new agent. Are you someone who wants to bring on 10 agents? Make sure you are setting this up. So when the second and third and fourth agent come onto your team, 
you're ready to go. Don't just find a way to save research on Italy. Are you planning more than Italy? I bet you are. Make it really easy to just hit copy, paste, or duplicate to save all your future research. You mentioned like in Trello with destination notes, it makes it easier to find again in the future. It also uses less brain energy for me when I learn something new, whether it's an email, a new hotel opening, a supplier called, whatever it is, what new piece of information I'm grabbing, I don't have to waste any brain energy to think about where should I save this to make sure that I can find it again in the future? I have a place. All the Italy stuff goes here. So I, I open up travel on my phone, type it in, save, boom. I don't have to think about it again. No brain energy. Exactly. And, and then the point is we're saying, I think, is make a master copy always. And so like even for my custom yeah. FITs that sometimes I build myself, I have a, a master, it's a Google sheet or Excel spreadsheet. It's the same thing basically. Uh, and it has everything broken down. So all I have to do is make a copy, put the client's name and the destination at the top. And it's in my Google drive. If you already have the place, like this is where destinations go. This is where FIT build outs go. You know, you have that master copy that you can just copy and paste. And, you know, I use Trello and I'm actually newly on ClickUp and I'm pretty obsessed, but I still find Trello to be the better choice for a lot of things such as destination content. But I used it to plan my move to Mexico, pet stuff, visa stuff. You know, I have all these columns for all the different things. And then I know if I see a link, I can add it to that from my phone. So easy to just tag things there. Even if you do have to go back and organize it later, it's nice to have a dumping ground that makes sense yes. to you in the long run. So I use notes both on my computer and on my phone as like the word vomit quick. I, I mean, can't yeah. bring up Trello. I do scribble something down. And so, yes. Yes, there is an area of my life that is just complete chaos. And it's like when I'm on a call with a supplier and they're like telling me all these things and I'm just like furiously writing this down so I can relay it to my client. I pull all that up in notes and then later... When I have a moment, I go into my notes, I copy paste, I organize it into my Trello, I delete the note. You know, like I, I take a moment to transfer it all over. When a client calls and you're out in a walk and like you're not at your computer, but you're going to pretend that you are like, I'm just like scribbling on notes. So I feel like that becomes the catch all. But I know that when I get back, there is a place that is going to be very nicely organized and I'm going to be able to find it again in the future. So that's just really, really, really important because if you're constantly bringing in new information and then you're thinking about, well, how do I save this? And then it's not consistent. You might save this information one way and then this information, you're just wasting time, brain energy. I mean, all of the, all of the cardinal rules were breaking. Yeah. And I I found too many advisors to count that just make my head want to explode because all they do is write a thousand sticky notes. And you know what, if that's who you are as a person, let's do that. And then let's have a plan to take a photo of it and upload it to a place like Trello or have a place for that information Mm -hmm. to go. So you're not searching a wall of sticky notes for the information you need when you need it. Like if you know that I'm never going to stop writing sticky notes, fine. What's the plan from there then? What is the plan that's going to make that information easier to find once I've written it down? So that, that reminds me a lot of Something else that I do is I make sure that I can work at any time, no matter where I am. So a sticky note makes me think if I'm not sitting at my desk and I don't have somebody to call at home and say, hey, go look at that sticky note on my desk. I have everything on notes and in Trello and in Google Drive and in my email and in Travify because I have access to all of those things on my phone. Amen. If a client calls me, I am in an Uber on the way to Target or, you know, on the way to the airport, or if I am buying groceries, 
I don't have to sound unprofessional and be like, oh, off TV call back, or I don't really know, or I don't really have that information in front of me. Doesn't matter if you call me on Target, give me three seconds. And three seconds, because my folders are so organized that I know exactly how to get it, that often I don't even have to tell a client to hang on before they even finish their question. I'm like, oh, pulling it up right now here. I did this yesterday, like just a really good example. A client wanted to plan a Disney cruise for her and her children and her grandchildren in 2019. And this is a, a long time client. So this wasn't like a long fill in the form, pay my fee, then I'll look into it kind of thing. It was is a quick phone call like, yeah, I'll look into it. And I'll let you know what I find. Well, turns out the baby of the family wasn't going to be six months old by the time they departed. Therefore, can't go on a Disney cruise. You have to be six months old. Well, I, I'm not a cruise person. You'll figure that out if you talk to me for 30 more seconds about cruises. So I did a lot of research just looking into the dates, the options, the itineraries, the room categories, the pricing. And then we realized the six months and we had to scratch. We had to scratch that idea for that time and that year. But I had all of my notes saved in Travel Joy on that Disney cruise itinerary that I started. So she calls yesterday. We want to plan a Disney cruise for our grandchildren and our children in 2022. By that time, the baby will be four years old. She hadn't even finished telling me what she had in mind. And I had pulled up Travel Joy. I had pulled up that previous trip and those notes. And I was already spouting off her grandchildren's names. I don't know her grandchildren. I've only worked with her as a client. I've never worked with her children or her grandchildren. But I sounded so professional and so on top of it because I was able to find my notes from that previous research so quickly that I was able to say, are you still wanting me to look into a five and a seven night option, preferably in May around your wedding anniversary? And I know that Ian and Ella will be about this age, so they're going to love X, Y, Z. And she knows me well, but she was still blown away because that's what organization was what enabled me to do. I don't have that memory. Organization would enabled me to do that. Hey, Masters in Travel, me again. I hope you're enjoying this conversation so far. Karina and I are two travel advisors who are running very, very different businesses. She co-owns an agency and has a team of seven to onboard, lead, and communicate with on a daily basis. I've been running everything solo until very recently. No matter how different our businesses might be, and no matter how different our day-to-day might look, there's one free tool that is the foundation of both of our businesses, Trello. We both recognize the need in our businesses to organize everything from new leads coming in to all the notes we jotted down during client calls, webinars, and trade shows, we needed a place to brain dump all of our most amazing ideas, to set goals, and to create a marketing plan. We needed a one-stop shop to collaborate and to manage projects. This is all possible in Trello, and we've created a course to show you how this one free tool will enable you to do all of these things and so much more. Along with two live sessions to get started on building the foundation for your growing travel business, we've also included a set of templates to give you an epic head start and a live workshop so you can get things done with our guidance and ask questions as you go. We don't just want to show you the good stuff and then leave you hanging. If you want to join, visit trelloforyourtravelbiz.com to register. These sessions will begin on Tuesday, January 26th, and we have a very special offer for everyone who registers by January 10th. That's trelloforyourtravelbiz.com to learn more and to register. This page is linked in the show notes for your easy access. All right, let's get back to the show. One of the things that I teach um, when I'm onboarding advisors, the first thing is you can't know everything. What you need to know is where to look. You need to, you are a professional researcher now and you need to learn how to access information quickly. That is your top priority. Yes. 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 Oh, I am always Googling during client phone calls. (laughs) And I have a dual, dual monitor. I actually bought a slide out one for my laptop so that no matter what my entire office fits in a backpack. 
So it doesn't matter where I travel. I've got two monitors. I did not know. So I have two. I'm sitting at my desk in my office at home and I have two monitors plus my laptop. So it is like a full setup. And I, I, it is, it is a command center and I live for it. And when I'm only on my laptop, when I'm traveling, I feel so constricted. Like I'm so slow. I can't do things as fast. I was on your website yesterday and saw that you can buy the screen for the laptop. I did not know that those existed. (laughs) Listen, it isn't cheap. But here's the thing. When I'm traveling is when I want to be able to work the most efficiently so I can get back to the good stuff. So when I feel like I have one arm tied behind my back because I have one tiny monitor. So what I did is I bought the slide out and now I specifically only work on my laptop with the slide out so that it's seamless. It doesn't matter where I am. I'm on my full system. Now I do have an external keyboard um, that I love. It's a Bluetooth keyboard that can um, connect to three different devices. So I have my phone in front of me on my little pop socket thing. So I can, if someone texts me, I can hit a button on my keyboard and type the text back. And then I have an external Bluetooth mouse, same thing. It goes uh, from device to device. So like I, but all of this fits, including my podcasting equipment into one North Face backpack. That's a regular size backpack. So no matter where I go in the world, I'm in my zone because I always found that when I travel, I'm like, oh, well, I can work from anywhere, but oh, here I am. I'm dying to get back to my margarita and I'm having to do things and it's taking me three times as long because I'm trying to switch back from window to window, you know, so... Yep. No, I, so we're, we're getting a little distracted, but this is great because these, these are not systems. These are, I I don't know how you would, I tools, I suppose, but you're identifying things that are going to help you work more efficiently. So again, something expensive are AirPods. I will not leave the house without them. I need to be hands-free at all times because if a client is calling me, I need both thumbs taking notes. Mm -hmm. I need both hands Googling information or taking notes of what they're telling me. I cannot be holding a phone and trying to look something up. Also because as I mentioned, Trello and Google Drive and all those things are on my phone. So I can, I don't want them on speaker in the middle of Target, right. right? Like I need to be talking to them, but also like looking up their files or their notes or whatever on my phone. So like AirPods, like that is a no brainer for me. And when they upgrade them, I go buy the new ones. Like I have to have my hands. Well, I was just after that, that I could not believe how my life changed when I got AirPods. Oh because my while gosh. I'm holding, I'm switching laundry from the washer to the dryer. I'm putting away dishes and pacing around just to not be sitting at my desk. And I just feel so free. Oh, it's amazing. Yes. yes. So I, I don't even know. I don't know if you call these systems or call these tools, but like when you're on the go, know what is going to enable you to work smarter, work faster, work more efficiently and buy the thing. Yes. Do not not spend $150 because you're worried about the money. If it's going to slow you down, buy the thing. Because the frustration that you feel when you're like, oh, that is a terrible feeling. It's bad for your blood pressure. Like keep yourself happy and calm and peaceful yes. and feel like you're just nailing it all the time. We need more Buddha Zen travel advisors, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Okay. So step three, if I can even remind everyone of our steps. So first, how do you identify where a system is even needed? Where should we even start to plan the process, figure out what needs to happen to get the system up and going? And then three, execute the plan. Either make a plan to do it yourself. As I was kind of saying earlier, like if you need to do it for each night for a week or two to get it in place or do it on the weekends, cool. 
or hire help to get that system in place. There are people who exist, Corrine is one of them, um, that you can hire and they will come in and help at least get you started and get a bulk of the work done if you truly just cannot figure out how to do this yourself. And if if it's like getting emails into MailChimp or something, like call the neighbor kit. Find a way to get these systems in place. No more excuses of, I know I need a system. I know it would help me. I know I would make more money. I don't have time to do it. Make it happen. Because any system is going to bring back time and energy and brain space and money tenfold. Something that I think that I find a lot is that people get this idea. If I want to hire a virtual assistant, it's a high financial commitment every week or month. Um, It's a long-term commitment. There are some misconceptions. So you can hire VAs on a project by project basis. If you just need to get your email database done, you can hire someone just to do that. Uh, my VA works from anywhere from two to eight hours a week. It just depends on what I need. There's a lot of flexibility there. If you get someone who's freelancing, you just have to be clear with each other what the expectations are. You can hire a person like me or one of the other people that are out there that do specifically TA mm-hmm. setup or yep. systems audits or whatever. Again, on a project basis, it is not a long-term commitment and it's just a way for you to get a big head start. Yes. Quickly. Yes. Boom. It's done. It's off my plate. It's out of my plate. Yes. Yes. I, I agree with all of the above. There, there are so many options. And I found in my research looking for a VA that I, I honestly just didn't know where to look. And so also don't waste time <laughs> trying to figure out who to hire and where to look. Reach out to other advisors who you know are delegating. Or even, oh, yeah. if, even if you don't know that they're delegating, just say like, hey, does anyone know where to begin this search? Does anyone know what I should be expecting when bringing on a VA? Does it have to be a monthly 40 hours a week, you know, like just like, don't do any of this yourself. It's just, it's just silly. Like don't waste time on that. Delegate the research, delegate the resources, ask what other people are doing. And they can usually point you in the right direction of, Oh, I know so-and-so has a VA, ask them how they found her. Super easy. It also helps you when you just talk to another TA about what they're doing that you don't, because I think sometimes people feel embarrassed to go into a conversation because they don't know what the expectation is. So if you can get yourself somewhat knowledgeable on what that might be, then you're going to feel a lot more comfortable going Mm -hmm. into that Okay, so I kind of want to summarize a little bit. We've mentioned so many systems and organization tactics and things. What are some systems that all travel advisors should consider, should look at in their business? And I'm kind of thinking of this of like systems 101. If you look through, if we list off 10 things and people can look through and think like, which of those 10 things is frustrating me? Which of those 10 things do I know without even looking that I'm wasting time? You know, like what are some very easy This doesn't cost anything. It doesn't require expensive tools or delegation. What are some really simple, easy systems that come to mind? Well, I hope I'm on the right track here, but I'm thinking of things like, how are you organizing your emails? Like you said, Yep. how are you scheduling your time? Have a plan for how that's happening so you can break your tasks up and have time for batching and things like that. Um, How are you tracking your leads? So like when you get an inquiry for new business, how are you tracking that? 
there's a ton of different ways to do it. And some are paid systems like included in your CRM, but you could easily build something for free in a spreadsheet or something like Trello or ClickUp mm-hmm. or Google Streak is free. You know, there's tons of ways to do it, but that's one of those things that if you aren't tracking your inquiries, and I know we're in a pandemic, maybe that doesn't seem like a high priority right now because you're not juggling a yeah. lot. But again, have the plan, have the system in place so that you don't lose track of someone. I feel like I've lost a lot of money over the 14 years I've been doing this because back in the beginning, I was getting inquiries and I wasn't organized and I was ghosting people or just not getting back in a timely manner because I wasn't tracking the process. Where are they in the process? What's next? Mm -hmm. Um, so that would be, and then what's your to-do list? Mine is my email. That's where I keep my to-do list. But do you need a separate one? How are you organizing that? How are you staying on top of that? Yep. What I would add to to those all really good, in addition to kind of your calendar and batching your time and making sure you're utilizing your time great in a week, also your calendar in terms of making appointments. Like that is such a simple system to set up so that you're not wasting time. I also have a system for how I research a trip and how I'm taking notes on all the research that I find. So anywhere from quoting hotels or quoting a cruise to what I'm finding and what I want to include in a proposal. I have a system for how I keep all of that information set. So when I go back and I let's maybe I research six hotels and then I decide on the three that I want to include in the proposal, I'm not wondering, ooh, did that price include the taxes and service fees? Does that include breakfast? What room category was that? I have a spreadsheet. I have a very, I have a template spreadsheet that I open up a brand new one for every new trip. So find a way to organize your trip research. Also my files, all the confirmations and files, all that super super organized and something that's really easy is keyboard shortcuts. Like mm-hmm. when, if there are things that you're doing on your computer over and over and over again, go see what the keyboard shortcut is. Because yeah. when you say that you don't organize your emails, I have all my emails organized with shortcuts. So I never even like touch my mouse to file an email in the folder that it needs to go. Cause I've got it all with keyboard shortcuts. Yep. I love that. That's so nerdy and wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite. Yes. So let's jump to kind of systems 201. So we've got all of these basics kind of in check. We're happy with our systems. We're not wasting any time. We're super efficient. What are some tools and some systems that are kind of next level that you've brought into your business that have really changed the game for you? So I personally could not do without a CRM. So the CRM, there's a lot, I have like a standard list if you contact me, I'll send it to you of the systems and tools that I feel are necessary to run a really smooth business. Mm-hmm. And most of them are in my CRM. So that's one tool that's covering my CRM has lead tracking. It has a pipeline so I can move people through the process. It has canned emails or email templates, including mm-hmm. the task list that I can connect those to and some automations. Some things are still yep. something in the and they just so happen to be um, launching full automation soon. I cannot schedule emails in there and there's maybe a couple other things, but but most of it is in that CRM. So for basically a dollar a day, I'm running my mm-hmm. business boss. You know what I mean? I'm so organized. I can keep all my notes. They're date and time stamped. I can drag files into there so that everything is in one place. One thing that I, I hate to think of things this way. However, when I'm building my systems, I'm asking myself, if I stepped off a curb and got hit by a bus tomorrow, will my clients be taken care of or are they just out of luck? Could someone else walk in and look at what I have and figure out how to help my client? So now we're talking really big picture Mm long-term, but 
you really have to ask yourself, are my clients just totally screwed if something happens to me, if I'm just incapacitated in any way, mm-hmm. someone else help them? So yep, yep. SDRM allows that because so much is stored in one. All they have to yes. do is look up their last name and they're going to find what they need in there. Mm-hmm. Yep. I love that. Which CRM are you using? I use TravelJoy. Yeah, me too. And I know there are a couple others and I'm not familiar with the back end of them. So I can't really even begin to try to compare and contrast them. But I use TravelJoy. We both use Trello. Mm-hmm. I also use ClickUp. It's a little, I think Trello is very so simple and intuitive to use. If you're not a real tech person, just mm-hmm. stick with that. Um, yep. But if you want to get a little deeper in and really be able to, especially if you're collaborating, um, ClickUp can be a very useful okay. tool have free versions that are very robust. I use later for social media. I've used MailChimp for newsletters. I use Travify for itineraries. I too use Travify and I have also used UMAP. Mm-hmm. I think that an itinerary builder and I was just listening to your episode on that yesterday. Yeah. Um, that is to me, it's not just efficiency systems consistency. It also builds authority and legitimacy. So one thing that I find people getting in this business, their personal network is like, oh, look how cute. Corrine has a yeah. new hobby. It's like she's selling Scentsy or something like that. Uh-huh. And then I hit them with a professional itinerary. Like they're like, oh, this is yes. legit. And I feel that way about Travel Joy as well in the way I that I'm sending invoices. So I'm not, I'm not saying you a PayPal link. I'm not sending you a Word document invoice. It's like, okay, now figure out a way to write me a check. I'm sending you an invoice that has terms and conditions that you need to read through that you're going to enter your credit card information. And then you need to electronically sign. Like I feel so legit sending invoices through travel joy. So I'm glad, I'm so glad you said that sometimes it's about productivity, efficiency, getting, getting shit done, but also it's about looking legit and professional. And that counts a lot. Yes, now, it does. Luckily, one of the bright sides of the pandemic is coming out of this. People really see the value in a travel advisor, but they didn't before. I mean, I just can't even count the number of people that write to my face were like, oh, that's a thing. Oh, yeah, <laughs> me too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it is very important that you put some thought into how you are looking. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to look professional and legit. And I believe that a combination of a CRM and an itinerary builder is really like a magic combo. If I was going to prioritize one, I would prioritize the CRM because technically you could take the time to build out a pretty impressive looking itinerary in something like Canva or even a Google Doc. That's what I used to do pre-Travify is what I So if if it comes down to picking over looking super legit and professional, I'm going to go CRM first Mm -hmm. priority. Mm -hmm. Then itinerary builder again time is money and that and it's so impressive when you can send your clients a link to download an app on their phone where they can then access their travel docs even when they're offline is it really is so impressive i agree and in the back end that's not client facing but i've just learned about scion which is helping me track commissions what's paid what hasn't been paid generates an invoice at the click of a button to send to a supplier and say hey pay me Maybe that commission I earned. Um, So that's helping me on the back end. And I think the next step after all of this is once you bring in all of these tools that are helping you optimize, make things really efficient, stay super organized, look legit and professional. The next step is delegation when it's like, this isn't even about a system anymore. This is, I don't want to do this. I want someone else to do this for me. And that's kind of, and all of these are just stages of our business, right? And I knew long before I started paying for tools and long before I 
officially delegated services with the first thing I was going to get rid of. And it's usually the things that I don't enjoy doing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's like, I, I used later for a really long time to do all of the work myself. And now this year I'm like, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm going to, I'm going to pay for a social media manager. I'm going to pay for help on this. And then and now it's off my plate, but all of these are kind of coming in stages and systems enabled me to bootstrap longer yeah. to save money until I really felt comfortable to officially delegate it and to hand it off. And now that you say that, I have two things to add to that. First of all, when I got travel joy, I literally felt like I had hired someone. Yeah, I agree. If you use it properly and you connect all the dots, it is like having an assistant in itself. And you're not getting an assistant for a dollar a day. I can tell you that much. (laughs) No, you're not. Uh, But when I'm thinking about paying for a more expensive tool or paying for an assistant, I feel like it's important for you to put a dollar amount on what an hour of your time is worth. This is what one hour of my time is worth. Can I pay someone less than this to do this job? And if so, maybe you should really consider doing it because your time is valuable. Your time should be spent on the things that are going to bring you the most profit and happiness and peace. And if you are a bootstrapper, it might be really hard to understand Mm -hmm. what is my time worth and what is it really worth to delegate this. So I found a new tool. So I'm this, even though I'm a systems like nerd, I'm constantly looking for new things and bringing. Oh yeah. I'm a process perv. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I I recently found Toggle Track, which you can just open up on your browser and you can track the time that you are spending on different tasks. Mm-hmm. You can tag them. So whether it's a, a money-making task or an admin task, you can organize them however you want. And so if someone is really thinking, should I delegate this? Is it really worth my time? How much is my time worth? How much time am I spending doing this? Find a tool like Toggle Track or something similar to track your time for a week or a month. Track the time that you're spending researching and writing that newsletter. Track the time that you're spending making new library items in your itinerary builder. Track the time that you're sending emails that are not canned. Track all of this time and think about how much you earned last year. Let's use 2019 numbers mm-hmm. and break that down to an hourly rate just to get a ballpark to like see kind of where we're at, see how much it would cost to start paying for a tool to bring this into your business, see how much it would cost to have a TA or to have someone help you delegate that and compare the numbers. Yeah. Let's make up numbers. I pay myself $100 an hour. It takes me three hours to do this thing that I really, really hate. This copywriter over here is an expert. That final product is going to take her one hour. The final product is going to be better than what I could do myself because I'm not a copywriter. She charges $40 an hour. No like, let's do, like, let's do, let's do the math here, guys. This very simple mental math. So I wish I, I say all of this because I wish that I would have started making some investments into my business much sooner than I did. And now that I have, and now that I see the power that it has and, and what I'm, what I'm able to get off of my shoulders and all of the brain space and all of the brain energy that I have to focus on what really matters. All I can think about some days is, Oh, what would my business look like if I would have done this in year two? Yep. I have to tell you that I have been a top producer with my host agency for since 2011. But in 2016 or 17 is when I brought on Travel Joy and I hired a VA very part-time and I doubled my volume. I doubled it. And it was already high. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, so it literally very little monetary investment and I doubled my volume and yes. it blew my mind. And now I have that. I try not to let myself, I'm trying to look in the windshield, not the rear view mirror, but you can't help but sometimes think, oh my goodness, yeah. what if I yeah. would have discovered yep. this sooner? And what I would say, I like at the very beginning, we started this entire conversation saying, find what works for you. So Corrine, you could tell us what you started paying for first or what you delegated first. I could tell you what services I started paying for first, but that might not be what's right for everyone because it all depends on our businesses, our business model, our our zones of genius. Some people are really good at social media. Don't hire that out. They're, you're really good at it and you love it. So I think what's key is if you're looking for any ways to improve in your business, if you're looking for uh, tools to bring into your business in which you're going to pay a monthly fee, if you're looking for services to delegate, like you want to hire a VA, for example, talk to travel advisors and find out what they're doing. Do some research to kind of consider all that there is out there. There are so many ways to become more efficient, to use tools and to delegate. So find out what's out there, talk to other advisors, then look at your own business and figure out what's going to work best for you. And what's really going to help move the needle in your business? Because I I feel like the answer, if we brought in 10 advisors, I feel like we might have 10 different answers to that question. And please don't, don't try to fight your own nature. Do not try to convince yourself. You have this ideal image of yourself who you'd like to be. Mm -mm. Who are you for real? Get very (laughs) real with yourself so that you can allocate your resources properly and in the most efficient way. Uh, You do not want to waste your time trying to be, oh, I'm going to get good at at Instagram and doing lives and, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, like let's get very realistic so that you can give yourself the boost you need right out of the gate. Oh, there's a reason that Masters in Travel is a podcast and that mm-hmm. it's not a Facebook Live or an Instagram Live. <laughs> Though there's a reason. And, and I'm not even afraid to admit that because just like know yourself. I know I thought for three years I was going to do a weekly Facebook Live for like client facing Facebook Live because I have a close friend who did it and she just rocks on Facebook Live and she stayed consistent for two solid years and like grew her photography business like no business you've ever seen. And I thought, damn, why couldn't I do that with travel? I'm never getting on Facebook Live. I hate it. It makes me anxious. I don't like it. Podcasting, I can record four episodes a week. Like, let's do this. So I love that you said that. Know yourself and do not get into this trap of like, oh, someday I'll be no, know yourself, be honest with yourself and then find what works best for you. Corrine, this has been absolutely amazing. I love, love, love systems and I have still learned so much and I feel like we could even have follow-up conversations to dive into some of these even more. (laughs) Thank you. I hope that everyone truly realizes that you can systematize virtually anything in your business. And another topic is you can systematize everything in your personal life as well. This is not just business. We've got systems in our personal life also. Every single system has the potential to reduce your mental load to free up time, to overcome hurdles, and to enhance your progress and the business that you want to build. If you're ready to dive into your systems, Karina spent nearly 15 years creating email templates, system audits, and toolkits for advisors. So that's a great place to start if you want to look into something. Go find more details on everything that Karina's already put together to help travel advisors at travelbizboss.com. Karina, thank you, thank you, thank you for your willingness and for your enthusiasm to be a part of the conversation. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Masters in Travel. If you want more, head over to mastersintravelpod.com for show notes and links to the resources we discussed in today's episode. If you love today's interview as much as I did, 
Please take a moment to leave a review, subscribe so you don't miss an episode, and be sure to share this podcast with an advisor who is ready to level up their travel business. To continue the conversation, find us on Instagram at Masters in Travel, where we preview upcoming episodes and engage with our listeners to decide what topics to cover next. We'll see you next time.